Hi friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry with the podcast with Ashley Sleek. It's just like I showed up to your house, bottle of wine in hand with like 45 to an hour of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like who doesn't want to do that? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry With The Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek. And no, I did not forget that I have a big announcement today. I teed it up last week, and I meant that. But listen, I'm a marketing girly, okay? It's on my first, you know, day on the job. It's on my first rodeo. I know better. We're popping that shit at the end of the podcast. You're gonna have to listen to the whole damn thing. And it's not like you have to. It's more like you get to. It's a privilege to uh, really listen to the podcast. I'm just kidding. Could you imagine if this was your first episode and you're like, damn, this bitch is cocky as hell. I'm not. I'm not. I I did take a test. We joke about it here on the podcast a lot. I am an 80% narcissist, but honestly, I'm more of a people pleaser. So I don't really think that that uh, truly adds up. But I am so excited for this announcement today. I will not say any more right now because I'm going to give it away because... I will do that. And that's not the point. So enjoy to the end of the podcast. Uh, So speaking of the podcast, I just have to share that one of the besties of this podcast and of course of my life, my friend Rich, who is marrying the wonderful bestie of the podcast as well, Gabby, just in a couple weeks here. uh, He told me this weekend that the podcast has really been on point. And he was like, since January. The like, you know, he's like, the podcast is always good, but like something about January to March really, really hit it off. And, you know, at the time I was like joking, I said, well, it must be the otter. And I'm like, is is it the otter or is it the high amount of trauma that I've endured in the last couple of months that's just making me funnier? You know what I mean? Like, is it that I just am going through so much that we just have to put out good content because what else am I going to do? Like, I don't know. And I because I was just thinking back on the last couple months, I'm like, okay, so we had a whole like, you know, we had some health scares. We had, you know, some anxiety breakdowns. We had some, oh, shit, you have no money. We had some layoffs. We have some, oh, no, shit, you really don't have any fucking money now. Like, We've been going through it, and I'm so glad that uh, at least one thing in my life is stable. I'm just kidding. There is a lot of aspects of my life that are very stable, uh, but this podcast is obviously one of them, and I love doing it. And so thank you so much for listening along with my journey. Uh, You know, I would say that I'm getting slowly better. It's one of those things that, I I mean, I might sound like a broken record, but it's just a fucking roller coaster. It feels just like the breakup. There's moments where I'm like totally fine. Today, for example, take take today, take today. So I woke up. I was in a good mood. She was feeling herself. I woke up. I, I didn't wake up as on time as I wanted to. I slept in a little bit longer, but I still got managed to get up around 730. And I went for my hot girl walk. I did my journaling. One of my champagne goals is to spend in a, like every day of a month walking or doing some physical activity uh, and keep that PG. OK. And also to journal every day. They're two separate champagnes. So I have the the potential to kick off May 1st with two bottles of champagne. And that is very fun to me. And I like that idea. So basically, I've been working towards a- achieving these goals and I've been doing it. And then I got to talk to another bestie of the podcast in my life, my cousin Danielle, and we were doing good, whatever. And then I was shopping because I have a bachelorette party to plan. Thank God. 
You know what I mean? Could you imagine me going through a trauma without a bachelorette party to plan? I just feel like that's also very off brand. And they really just center me back. Like I need that level of center is is having to have a bachelorette party during a crisis. That's that's me. And it would feel weird if I didn't have it. So I'm very happy to have that. But, you know, I wanted to obviously I'm not trying to be a bitch, but she's on a fucking budget of a lifetime. So I'm trying to be crafty. And, you know, sometimes the dollar section at Target, they've got some good stuff. So, you know, whatever. I was shopping and I needed to get a couple groceries. And the way I spiral when I have to spend money, like I was really chilling and then I spent money and I just got so much anxiety. And I'm so grateful for Danielle to like listen to this spiral I was having on the phone, you know, and I I just I couldn't help it. And I I want to be like honest on this podcast. You know what I mean? It's like. Let's not bullshit this. This is hard and other people go through it. And I think the two things that I'm struggling with the most since this is my relationship with money and my relationship with food. And I'm really bummed about both those things. But the fucking anxiety of not having enough money is so stressful. And I know that you might be like, well, I check your gram and maybe you shouldn't be going out, you know, and if that's your vibe, don't fucking listen to this podcast. You know what I mean? It's like people who would say things like, oh, I mean, I saw your Instagram out and you couldn't text me back. Like these are the kind of people that don't belong here. We are a very understanding and compassionate podcast here, even though I can be a little bit of a bitch sometimes. But we just have to understand that going out and doing things is essential. It's fucking essential. And am I trying to figure out how to do it on a budget? Hell yeah. If you are meeting me, we are doing a happy hour. OK, I text my brother in law and I was like, where can I happy hour in San Jose? I need the list because I like I got a ball out on the budge. If you have some wrecks, please send them my way. But, uh, you know, it's it's just it's a journey and it just feels like every single step I take, I have to second guess it, which, of course, is is wonderful when it comes to saving money and you should have a plan. But. It's like I, I shouldn't be sitting there isolating in my home, you know, just so afraid to leave my house because I'm going to spend money like that is just such a terrible feeling. And I know I totally fucking recognize the privilege that I have. Like I, you know, I'm getting a severance. I was able to sign up for unemployment and all these things. So I, I recognize and, you know, I have a great support system who's willing to help me out. But it just it, it's so <laughs> like dehumanizing. And I feel like my whole life has been chasing a paycheck. And, you know, it sucks. It sucks. And it really does like stress me out. And even, you know, I felt better when I was on the phone with her. And then I talked to the otter a little bit later and I just started crying about it again. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I I know this is going to be a good thing. I'm I'm so fucking aware of that. I know that this is going to be a good thing. It's just this fucking middle part, man, is so painful. And it's it's just like the breakup. Like I said, nobody thrives like a person after a breakup. You know, that is like high energy shit. That is hot girl fucking mentality. And, you know, I know that about the job. I know that this is going to give me a new confidence. I know I'm going to feel good. But, you know, there are those days where, you know, in a breakup, you're like, oh, my God, I'm just sad. And and that's, you know, how I get about this. The food thing is unfortunate, too. And I'm going to be candid and honest about this. You know, I feel that sometimes I just fall into these like binge eating, but, you know, things because I 
don't have anything else to do. Like I, I've managed to fill my day with job applications and I have this wonderful to do list and all these things. But sometimes I have found that I just want to sit on the couch and snack and that has become a problem for me. So I'm definitely working on that. Uh, I don't I wanted to get the gym membership, but I really I'm so stressed about spending money that I just until I can calm down. I'm, I'm not sure I'm there yet, but I have been doing my daily hot girl walks, like I said, and I think it's just going to be important for me to find activities to fill my time with that are not eating, because I think also as much as I love watching TV, I think I'm falling into doing that all the time. Like I fucking finished Formula One and I'm depressed about it. But I spent two hours on TikTok after I finished it just watching Formula One TikToks. Like it's become a problem and an obsession. Those of you who know me really well are not surprised because the one thing about me is when I love something, I just love it hard and I become obsessed and I am who I am. Scooby-Doo, Frogs, Barney, like the list goes on on lacrosse. Like there were all these things that I just made my entire personality being a bridesmaid. You know, uh, I'm just kidding. But, you know, I, I when I love, I love hard. I don't know what to say. And I, you know. I just feel like I've, I've fallen in some unhealthy habits and I don't want to be the kind of person that's going to shy away from that on the podcast because I'm sure there's a lot of us who do. So I'm giving myself the grace and not trying to beat my ass up about it, but also making sure that I'm making conscious and healthy decisions because the other thing is, is my body can't take that. You know, I've been getting really sick and I feel so fucking nauseous. And again, I had like a month of peace and it's back. And that's because, you know, uh, with the insurance stuff, I'm not fully on my same medications and all these things. So it's just been a hot mess express. And I feel like there are moments where I'm just completely falling apart. And then there's other moments where I'm like, OK, I'm good. You know, it's just it's just a back and forth. And that's real. And that's how it is. And I'm sure a lot of people feel the same when they're going through something, whether, you know, it be a breakup, a job loss or just, you know, anything that's going on in their life that's hard. And I I feel good about getting through it. And there have been more good days than bad and more good moments than tough moments. And I'm just going to keep powering the fuck through. You know what I mean? And I still don't have Andrew. And so I'm just powering the fuck through without him. But I want some good things to report back to him. You know, I want him to be a little proud. So I'm going to try to not fucking fall apart. Uh, also, okay, so tragic big shit, bitch shit aside, I I think I cursed Easter, everyone. I literally, like, Easter got canceled, and I feel like I was trash talking here on the pod. I was talking shit about Easter, and she did not rise. She has not risen. My mom got sick, and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, so then we canceled, and I totally, I totally take blame. And you know what? I felt bad because I was I wasn't trying to be rude about it. I tried to have my nicest tone, but I was already on my way to Livermore and I was going down to see. Uh, well, what had happened was. We all know fall is my favorite season, OK? Secondary to fall is watermelon wheat season at the Ale House. The watermelon wheat by 21st Amendment is one of the best beers in the world. And don't fucking fight me. I'm not in the mood. And it specifically tastes delicious at the Ale House obviously. So they posted on the gram. They said it's back and they serve it with a little slice of watermelon. It's chef's kiss. 21st Amendment. You slay on that. 
I've also been to the, the tap house in uh, San Leandro and it's super cool. So I recommend that as well. So I sent the picture to Jenna on a Friday and I said, so when are we going? So obviously we went that following Saturday, less than 24 hours after I sent the picture, we were at Ale House. So, you know, we went with her parents, her lovely husband, Sergio, and then, of course, Bessie of the podcast, um, Rich, uh, his lovely fiance was at a bachelorette party. So unfortunately, we had to party without her, but I think she was probably partying harder than us. And so anyways, I'm already on my way to Livermore with my laundry because, you know, I if I'm going home now, especially I'm going full college girl style. And my mom texts me. She's like, hey, I'm not feeling good, you know. I think I have a cold and I'm like, I am not trying to be a bitch. I'm wearing my mask in the house. Like I am in no fucking mood to get sick right now. First of all, I don't have insurance. So like if it ends up being something worse for me, which God knows with my luck, it probably will be uh, not to be all pessimistic. But, you know, I don't have insurance. And also I am so stressed about keeping on my schedule that I can't I can't have like a mega sick day. You know, I have been doing the five jobs a day. I will say this. I did it Monday through Thursday, which I feel like is a good like, I feel like pretty proud of myself. I applied for uh, two jobs over the weekend and then I'm back on it today. And I just was like, I don't want a cold. Also, major selfishly, I have been so excited about going to Napa with the otter, which I'll talk about later. And it's happening this week. And I did not want to fucking get sick and miss it. Like, we'll talk about that in the dating segment, obviously. But I'm just saying I didn't want to miss it. So uh, <laughs> anywho, I I came home and I was wearing my mask and I said, what's up? And I was like, look, you know, this, I, I'm happy to do like a COVID Easter again. Like we sit outside. But and you know what? I'm not happy for COVID, but I do like the fact that we I just have masks on hand now and can do that kind of shit. But, you know, it ended up where my mom wasn't feeling good. And we canceled. And then <laughs> later on when I got home, I was like, oh, shit, was this me? Am I the problem? Because I totally trash talked Easter here on the podcast. And yeah, but, you know, I will say this on Sunday. I felt a little lonely. I really did. I was kind of like, oh, this is a bummer. My sister invited me to go, uh, you know, to her mother-in-law's. And I was just I wasn't really feeling good when she asked. But later on, I was kind of like, oh, I feel lonely. So I decided to walk downtown because also, as I mentioned, Easter is one of the fashion events of the year. So I wanted to see what the people were rocking in downtown Campbell. There was a lady down there who had a, a tank top, a white tank top that said Sunday Funday, bunny ears, and for some reason, fingerless red gloves. And that was a vibe. But the problem was is that I walked all the way down there and then I had to pee. And I was bummed. I just I wanted to see people, but I also wanted to be outdoors. And this is why I cannot wait to become a rich bitch and get another apartment. Here's what we're manifesting, my friends. We are manifesting rich bitch mentality, new apartment, air conditioning, dishwasher, washer and dryer, balcony or porch, just somewhere to sit outside that's in my own home so I can still use my own bathroom like that's the vibe I'm looking for. And I kind of forgotten how much I liked that until I didn't have it. So we're manifesting those vibes this time next year. I'll be in a new apartment. OK, that's that's the goal. That's the dream. We got to manifest that shit out there. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I didn't mean to, but I might have got Easter canceled. It's like, I don't know. I, I just feel like one of those woke bitches who's canceling people left and right. And that's what I did with Easter. And I, I apologize. I apologize for my behavior. Also, it's been reported that Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn broke up and I am not even interested in entertaining this rumor. I know that everyone's like, it's true. It's true. And I'm like, no, 
No, I just I physically and spiritually am not ready to go there. And, you know, what sucks about Taylor Swift is I think that there's some of us Swifties who are just trying to look on the positive side and they're like, okay, well, at least we'll get a good album or whatever. But it's like it's the haters that I can't stand. They're like, oh, can't wait to hear her album now. It's like, shh, let us process. Her and Joe Alwyn have been together for six years. They wrote songs together. They did, in my opinion, a cringy run hug in the Miss Americana documentary. And I know I'm going to get hate for that, but I found it. I found it cringe, but I still I was happy for them. You know what I mean? Like. It, it wasn't her. It wasn't him. It was just my own personal traumas that made me feel it was cringe. But it was all honestly so sweet. And I just cannot accept that they're not together. And I refuse to. So, no, I'm not going to be reading you any of the sources or anything like that, because I absolutely refuse to believe that that's happening. So that's my journey. Uh, also, Kim Kardashian is apparently going to be in the next season of American Horror Story. And I found this out from a hater, which was a bummer because somebody posted and was like, no, I'm not going to watch the next season. It's like, let Kim be Kim. You know, I'm kind of excited to see her, quote unquote, acting skills or what they do. If she's going to be on more than one episode, they're just going to like kill her off right away. Because, you know, sometimes they do that with these these uh, cel- quote unquote celebs. Uh, I would think she's a celeb, but I'm just going to use air quotes and everyone's mad at me. But I I'm interested to see what she does. You know what? Kim Kardashian, you can hate her if you want. You're totally allowed to. I'm not saying that she built herself up from nothing. Obviously, she had money and connections and everything, but you got to give it to her. She has been expanding herself as much as possible. Like, I thought her hosting SNL was great. Uh, I think that, you know, Skims is cool. The makeup is cool. I think that, you know, she's trying acting, whatever. Like, let's just, a lawyer, let's just let her do her thing. You know what I mean? Like, let Kim, like, let's just let Kim be Kim. You know, I don't personally watch American Horror Story because I get terrified of everything. I found out the other night that I was having a nightmare uh, from the otter. He told me that like in the middle, I don't even remember this. How many nightmares I've been having, by the way. So when I say that I'm I'm being chill, I'm not. I, I'm actually, I didn't even claim I was being chill. I literally told you I'm stressed about eating and money. So we all know what's up. But this is also manifesting in my sleep. And I have been having a lot of nightmares. And one of them, I remember there was like a guy standing in, in the, like a closet. So this was the whole dream. It was really spooky Halloween. So basically in the dream, I was talking to a girlfriend. I remember I was in a frat house. This is so weird. Okay. In the dream, the frat house that I was in was way back in the day I dated this guy who was in a fraternity in Berkeley. And in the dream, I was in that frat house, but I was upstairs in this basement or sorry, basements downstairs. I was upstairs in this attic room that they had. And I had only been in there once because I was that was the day that I got my phone stolen at this party. So, you know, shout out. Uh, shout out to you, Berkeley Bears. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so I, I, I in the dream, I'm in this attic and I'm on the phone with a, a long distance friend. And I remember when I was downstairs, I was gossiping and I was saying that I'm really worried about my friend because I'm like, she just keeps picking these guys that seem like really creepy. And she just went on a date with a guy who was like low key serial killer vibes, you know? And then I'm upstairs I'm on the phone with her and she's telling me that the guy she went on a date on got arrested. And she's like, yeah, I'm 
getting, uh, you know, I want to get a restraining order. Like he's got arrested. I'm really scared, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh my God, you shouldn't be with him, blah, blah, blah. And I open the door of this closet up there and the man is standing in the closet. I don't know how I knew what he looked like, but but it was the guy that she went on a date with. And I'm like, oh my God, he's here. And so I'm like, she's running. I'm running away from him down the stairs. He's like grabbing me and I'm just screaming the address into the phone. So like, I don't remember if the otter said that he could hear me yelling. He he was like, you were like yelling in the dream. And I was, but I was yelling the, the some address because she's on the phone. She's long distance. So how she the fuck she gonna know where I am? And then I call the police yelling this address. But in the party downstairs is so loud. It's like nobody can hear me, you know? And then I woke up and I was like, oh my God. And then, you know, he was like, I got you. And then I was like, I looked I don't remember doing this, but he said that I got up and like shut my closet doors or opened them or something like I looked in my closet like I was scared. And then I guess I don't. By the way, the fact that this is a multiple day thing that keeps happening, this poor guy just trying to sleep. And I'm like, no. So uh, anyway, so then this other night, I, I literally don't even remember. But he said it was like one of the worst ones. He was like, you you were like hyperventilating so bad. And he, he was like, you were shaking. And then he's like, I thought you woke up, but I guess you didn't. And he's like, I just cocooned you. And then you like he's like, I could feel your body like realize and like relax. But I don't know. I mean, a fucking sociopath over here with my freaking nightmares. So anyways, I'm not going to do anything that's going to trigger any of those like watch American Horror Story. But it's going to be hard to resist without my girl Kim K. You know, I don't know. Also, um, back to the Formula One thing. I'm I'm done with it and I'm sad. And I found these really cute sweatshirts on Etsy for like the the players. I don't know what they're called. The drivers, the drivers. And they're so cute. And I just can't wait to have money again so I can get one. I have this thing where like I constantly think about all the things that I want to spend money on while I can't. It's kind of like when I'm getting a colonoscopy. And I think about all the foods I want to eat. I'm doing that with money and I think it's worse. It's toxic. OK, Last little bit before our lovely commercial break, I have to say that uh, Ariana Maddox is joining Dancing with the Stars. So we obviously we have to have our Vanderpump Corners. I love that she's thriving. OK, so I'm a, good news, bad news. Good news. She's thriving. Bad news is there are now rumors that Rachel, a.k.a. Raquel. So if you let me like catch you up really quick in case you don't know what's up. This is the scan of all. So this is all based around in like it is the characters and the cast of Vanderpump Rules who are very much real people on Bravo. And so basically Rachel is a cast member who's uh, called Raquel on the show, but her real name's Rachel. So we're being saucy. She slept with Tom Sandoval, who was dating Ariana for like 10 fucking years. And Ariana and Rachel were friends. So also in this is Sheena, who was like really took Rachel under her wing and was like, this is my girl. And now there are rumors that Rachel hooked up with Brock, who is Sheena's now husband and has been dating for a while. The rumors are that they hooked up on a drunk night and Brock was bragging about it to his friends and other people overheard. And like now a source is coming out and saying and listen. I would not be surprised there. This would not shock me at all, especially at this point in the scan of all. I just really hope for Sheena's like love 
and and heart that this is not true because they have a kid together and it's just like as much as we're seeing the single era of Vanderpump Rules and I love it like Katie's single Ariana single Lala single you know Sheena's really the only one that's you know married now but I don't know I just Sheena can be really annoying and I and I think that she's an opportunist and I don't love that but I also do think she has a really kind heart and I feel like you know she really I think she does people please a lot and I think that's why she gets caught because she's trying to be everybody's friend but it's not really working for her and uh I I do feel really bad for her. no one wants to see anybody get cheated on but if but if she did this Raquel is just a sneaky little mouse like you cannot trust her and what has to be wrong with you in the head for you to actively seek out sleeping with all your friends people you know what I mean? Because she's not ugly and it's L.A. and she's a Bravo celebrity like she could get laid. So why must you be laid by all of your friends as pe- like I just I don't know. I don't understand. I just I can't. So I will keep you all posted if I hear if this is true or not. But fingers crossed it is not. Hi friends, I am so excited about a new segment on the podcast called Ask Ashley. This isn't totally new in the world of Ashley Sleek Incorporated, of course, because my very first blog I had was called Ask Ashley and I absolutely love doing it and I'm so excited to be bringing it to the podcast. But the only way it has mad success is if you all share your juicy questions with me. So please submit your questions. You can do it anonymously on my Instagram at Ashley Sleek, Ashley with two E's, of course. Click the link in my bio and there's a Google form. I promise you it is anonymous because listen, maybe I try to sneakily see if I can see who submitted questions. I cannot. So please, please, please submit there. Or if you don't care about being anonymous, you can submit via your email on my website at ashleysleek.com. I am so excited to hear your questions and I love you so much. Okay, bye. Keeping with our reality TV theme, I was chatting with one of my best friends, Jasmine, and she was like, are you watching Love is Blind? And I was like, absolutely not, which I say with absolutely no offense. It's just that I can't fucking watch that show. It stresses me out. I watched it when I was with Scotland because he loved it. And I it it just it just stressed me. So anyways, I have not watched it, but she was telling me about an episode where basically they go back to meet the friends and family And so this guy goes back with his girlfriend and her best friend is immediate, like five minutes in to the meeting was like, no. And the girl defended her best friend instead of like her boyfriend or fiance. I don't know. I think they get married. Maybe it was her husband by now. I have no fucking idea. That show is so whack to me, but we love the drums. So I get it. And basically she was like, could you imagine? And she and I was like, yeah, well, you know, it's. I said, from her point of view, it is really hard when your friends don't like your mans, you know, like that. That's a tough thing to deal with. But not even giving him a chance, you know, and then this sparked. I think I did an Ask Ashley YouTube video about this, and I should have gone to find it to see if I still had the same advice today. But, you know, I, I, I think there there is a question that looms about what do you do if your friends don't like your significant other? And to me, this was a great example because I think it's important to look at why, because if it's illogical like this bitch, clearly it was very quick to see that this girl was like jealous and that, you know, she 
just really wanted to control her friend. And it's kind of hard to control somebody who's dating somebody else. So I just feel like there was a lot of, you know, just just jealousy and negativity there and, you know, not being supportive. However, if your friends have some good reasons, then I mean, I think you have to evaluate that. Obviously, we're not talking about abuse here. Like, I mean, you know, like we're not talking you're getting abused and things like that. But like if they ha are voicing their concerns, I think you need to hear them. I have heard many of my friends concerns, um, not about the otter. He's like, no one seems to be worried about him, which is good news. And I was talking to him about this because I was joking about when uh, I was saying that, you know, I said, my friends are really excited to meet you. They love that you talk. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I dated for five years a guy who was very quiet and didn't really make conversation. So, you know, we're very excited about that. And I was like, yeah, one like early on in the relationship, like one of my friends let me know that he was boring and, you know, and he was like, oh, your friend said that. And I was like, I mean, I still fucking stayed with him for five more years. Like this is early on. And also he wasn't wrong. He was not wrong. Like in in the context of the two of them hanging out, Jimmy was boring. I I obviously had fun with him. We dated for a long time, but you know, yeah, I, I, I could see that. So anyways, I said when my friends have had concerns about the people that I'm dating, I sit there and I listen and, you know, their opinions are important to me. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's always my decision. And as a friend, all you can do is voice your concerns and then let them make their own choice and be supportive. And you can choose if you think that this this person that they're dating, you're like, you know what, this is going to be the end of the friendship. If she's if she or, or they or he stays with them like I'm done. That's your prerogative. But for me, I've always been like, listen, I like this. This concerns me, but it's your choice, you know, and as someone who's on the flip side, when I hear that, I evaluate and I decide. OK, well, I'm really I'm grateful that people are telling me things that maybe I'm not seeing. And of course, it's frustrating here. It's not like I'm sitting here like, oh, I'm so glad someone doesn't like my man. Like no one likes to hear that shit, but it's important to just look at it. And, you know, if if somebody continues, if your friend continues to be rude, like if, if it becomes a thing where they're being rude to your partner, it's fair to sit them down and be like, listen, I know you don't like them, but you need to play nice or we're not going to like we're not going to hang out anymore, you know, and that's a tough conversation to have. But ultimately, I have found that when my friends have had concerns, they have been right. So, you know, if you have a good fucking support system of friends, if you have good friends, they're probably right. And it doesn't mean that you're going to act on it right away. I never have. I've never listened to anybody right away. Fuck, you know what I mean? People told me to break up with Jimmy. Like, uh, no, I never listened right away. But eventually I listened. And then those friends get the nice satisfaction of knowing that they were right maybe five years later, you know? And I apologize. I know this advice is a little sporadic. I didn't write out my answer ahead of time. It's just kind of word vomiting on my thoughts to you, which is pretty much the whole podcast. But overall, if your friend do not like your boyfriend or girlfriend or partner, evaluate why are these things that bother you too are they concerns for your future yes or no if the answer is no and you are good with them then you thank your friend for letting you know and you know please I if there's any more things that you find concerning like let me know I want to have open dialogue but I I've decided that I want to stay with them and I would really like your support on this like period and if 
you know, if they can, then they will. And if they can't, then they won't. And it is what it is. But most of my friends have always supported me. And I have been on the flip side of this and I have always supported them. So, you know, I think that's really important. And yeah, I, it's it's not it's not easy. And I'm I am hoping that I found the one that everybody likes. And I feel I feel like that's probably what's going to happen. So speaking of him and the otter, I am so excited we are going to Napa on Tuesday. So it will be yesterday when you you all are listening. So basically, like a while ago, I was talking about dates and I was like, you know, I don't really mind. I like planning. So I and, you know, your schedule is like harder than mine. So I don't mind like planning dates and things like that. But I just don't want to fall into a routine where I'm the only one. Like I've been there I've done that and, you know, I want it to really be like a collaborative, you know, event. And he was like, yeah, he's like, well, I really want to I have this like really good date plan in my head. I just don't know when we're going to be able to do it with our schedules. That was back when I was working. Haha, <laughs> LOL. And he was like, I really want to take you to that ca- castle in Napa, which I actually have never been to, surprisingly, um, as, a, as a California wino, a, a northern California wino, you know, that there's this big castle in Napa that is a winery and all this stuff. And so, you know, since I've been fun employed, I was like, we should try to do that. But the weather's been shitty and all this stuff. So finally, this is the week that we are going to do it. And I literally have so many outfits planned. Since the minute he brought this idea up, I have been planning my outfits and listen, if I was if I had money again, this is one of those things I would have illogically bought a whole ass other outfit for. But I am thinking between my black floral dress. I've worn it in a couple of events. It's black, black with sunflowers with um, some wedges and, you know, maybe a cute red lip and a little black jacket. Or I'm thinking my long pink skirt with my white bodysuit and then some wedges <laughs> the wedges are a constant. Or I am also thinking about this red dress. It's like a red and pink dress, floral dress that I love, but it's a little too big for me now. But I'm thinking, you know, um, actually, you know, what? I haven't tried it on recently with um, the entire box of C's candy that I ate, but maybe. Uh, but I, I tried it on a couple days ago and you can I could pin it in the back or I was thinking about wearing the dress that I wore in my last week's um post on Instagram. So I don't know. It's going to be a little too late for you all to weigh in, but hopefully I will, uh, you know, take a picture and post at least my outfit. You know, he's not quite getting launched until we are official, which the, the thing that's fun about that. Listen, in my dream world, it happens tomorrow. And this is why tomorrow is the to the T, the four month anniversary of our first date. And I have never really remembered my first date date with anybody but I remember that our first date was on December 11th and so how cute would it be if we became official tomorrow but I know that's not gonna happen but just between us on the podcast I just think it would be really cute and I am I'm not trying to be one of those bitches it's like I'm happy but I'm not I really am happy where we are but I'm just saying it would be cute and romantic you know what I mean but yes I I know that that uh I'm sure that conversation will come up soon it's just me who has to bring it up. And I just haven't been in the mood, you guys. I just, you know, I listen. I just think it's a fun lingering thing here on the podcast. You know what I mean? And there's one kind of like serious thing I wanted to talk about because I feel like some of us, 
have not been in the healthiest of relationships, okay? And so some of us are learning what it's like to be in a different, kind of more healthy relationship. I think each of my relationships are getting healthier, but I had this experience with the otter and I just wanted to share because I don't think I would have ever realized that this wasn't supposed to happen until it happened. So basically, like long story short, we didn't have a set time for when he was going to come down and visit. Uh, and I he was like, I'm going to go to this lunch and then I, I'll call you. And he's like, it should only be a couple hours. And it was starting to get past, you know, a couple hours. And I hadn't heard from him. And I texted him and I didn't hear back. And I was so by the time he called me, I was kind of like, I was kind of sad. I called Kim. I had a good cry because I was like, there's a lot of other things. It wasn't just him. I was just like very stressed. Obviously, we all know. And, you know, I just kind of like let a good cry out. And I, and I said, I don't know if I should text him and whatever. And she was like, text him. She's like, you know why you're doing this. She's like, this is a very much a trigger for you with with Jimmy, because Jimmy would often be like, OK, I'm just going to do a couple things and I'll head down. And then he just like wouldn't show up. And I would text him, he wouldn't answer. And then eventually I'd call and call and call and then he answer. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, sorry, I can't come down anymore. So when I don't when I didn't hear from him, I started to get nervous that like he just wasn't going to show up. OK, step one. And then Kim's like, well, have you explained that to him? Have you explained that, you know, this is a trigger for you? And I said, no, I'm, I'm afraid that he'll think I'm not over him, over Jimmy. And I am. And she's like, what? So with somebody else that I dated, you know, I had expressed something that triggered me from the past. And he's like, well, obviously you're not over him. So and I'm ready to like move on from my ex. So if you're not ready to move on from your ex, like I'm not interested. And I was like, oh, OK. So then I thought that that's what that meant. So even though there's things that I know and we know we chatted about that like trigger me, I was afraid to have that conversation because I thought that, you know, that's what that was going to mean. So. Anyways, when I was talking to the otter, when he called, I was he's like, what's wrong? I can tell by your tone that, you know, you're upset. And I said, you know, I just I just wish you would have kept me updated a little bit earlier. And he's like, yeah, basically what happened was that he, you know, ended up visiting with his dad and it took longer than he thought, whatever. Like there was a good logical answer, which I knew there was going to be. But I I was just, you know, I I got nervous and he was like, I'm so sorry. You're right. I should have communicated with you like. Moving forward, I will make sure that I do that and whatever. And I was like, OK, well, this was easy. I don't really know what to do now. So then when he got there, we talked about it a little bit more. And I was like, you know, I just I just wanted to explain that I I know it's not your fault. You didn't do this to me, but my ex used to just not show up. So when I wasn't hearing from you, I was automatically put back in a place where like you weren't going to be there. And I know that's not your fault. And I'm working on it like I am working on a lot of things about myself and I feel like I've really overcome a lot. But, you know, this is one of those things that I didn't even realize was still sitting with me until this happened and blah, blah, blah. And I just kept saying, you know, I'm sorry. I know this wasn't you. And he's like, hey, like. I know that I'm not the person that created that moment for you, but obviously something I did set off that trigger. And so I want to talk about that and make sure that I don't do that again. And I was like, what? Like, I'm sorry, what? And and I was just so shocked because I obviously hadn't got that reaction before and didn't really think that I was like going to, you know, like that. I just didn't think that that was an option. 
And it was. And it made me feel so good and supported. And obviously it's on me to work through my past traumas and not place them on somebody. But it was so nice to hear that, like, it was okay that I was in this process and that, you know, we're going to both work towards just not making each other feel triggered. Like, what a journey. I don't know. It was really cool. So I just want to tell you because I genuinely would have not known that <laughs> this was a big deal until it happened to me. So, yeah. Okay, anyways. So um, unless, enough of the mushy. Ashley is in, in a good relationship mode. And let's talk about being single. Because I saw this TikTok and I loved it. And it was talking, it was this woman talking about how she doesn't understand why whenever she said she's single, like people are asking her about dating. And when she says that she's not dating, they get like, why? But why? You know? And I completely agree with this. It's like, I'm sorry, what? Why can't you be single and not be dating? Like, why does you being single automatically mean that you have to be dating? And then you well, like if you're not, then there's something wrong with you. Like you can just be single, you know, some people should be actually there. If you spend enough time on dating apps, you will meet a couple men that should just be single. And but I, I thought that this was such an interesting it's one of those things that falls into a category for me. It's the people who are like, why aren't you having kids? You know, uh, why aren't you getting married and why aren't you dating? It's like if you do not fall into society's construct of what exactly like not to get all preachy, but of what especially a woman woman should be doing. It's like you're doing something wrong. No, do it on your terms. It is totally OK to be just living and thriving without dating. And you don't even have to be going out and looking for a man's like, you know, a lot of, like when I wasn't dating on the apps, I was like, yeah, but if a man still crossed my path, no, it's OK to just be content. And actually, I think that sets you up better for when you are ready to date. Moving into it too quickly or doing it when you don't want to, I don't think that sets you up for success. In my personal experience, I can tell you that it didn't. When I was trying to rush through shit and rush getting over uh Scotland and I started dating the quality of men was very low and it was not good and thank god because I wasn't ready for it but by the time I met the otter I did feel ready for it but I did always feel that pressure to be dating and you know it was okay to not be and I have really great friends so I feel like I didn't run into this too too much and we don't have we don't have that many family events where I'm, I have to get bombarded so I do feel hashtag blessed on that but I you know it was a constant question I myself ask but if someone tells me they're not dating I might ask why but in, in a more like not like a why I'm just like oh what like what led you to that decision or like you know how are you feeling like let's like just to chat about it because I love to get intimate you know but there's no judgment. And I apologize if anyone's listening and they're like, you asked me and I felt judgmental. It's not a judgmental piece, please. I, I just think that it's really interesting. Like, let a single bitch live. Let a single bitch live. We're just out here, like, trying to live our best life and, you know, not be tied down. There are many benefits to being single, you know? You, you know, you get to really do whatever you want. You're not anyone else's schedule. You don't split holidays. You don't, you know... And you just get to live your life and do whatever you want to do. Uh, me, I'm uh, at this point, I'm excited to be in a relationship. I love it. But I also love being single. And I don't think I embraced it as much as I could have. But 
there's so much that I learned during that time that was important. So, hey, shut the fuck up. Stop asking people why they're like, you know, wh- why they're not dating. Let them fucking live. And if they if you want to just talk to them, they give you an answer. Let it be. I need to dig the fuck any more deeper. OK. All right. We're we are at the end of the podcast and I am so excited for the big announcement. I feel like when I was show prepping the show today, I was like, I mean, I have things to talk about, but I'm just so excited for the end. And it did get a little distracting. But, you know, uh, I am so excited because after 12 times of being a bridesmaid, five of those a maid of honor, two times being an officiant, two times being a wedding DJ, one time being a bartender and even having a stint as a flower girl back in the day. I have acquired this wedding knowledge. You know, I've also attended 14 bachelorette parties. Overall, I've attended 30 weddings. And I think that it's time for us all to put all that knowledge to a good use. So I'm so excited to share that this Friday, I'm Sorry What Weddings is launching. If you're close to me, you know, I've been talking about this for a long time. I'm like, I want to start a podcast that's specifically about weddings because I know all this fucking shit and people ask me about it. And so if you have submitted an Ask Ashley question that's about weddings, it's because I've been saving it for this. So this is actually going to be a podcast where I'm going to bring on friends, family, wedding professionals, people in the industry to talk about their experiences. So it's going to be an interview podcast. The first episode is going to come out this Friday and that one's going to be just solo. It's going to be me. She's writing solo. And then I have my first guest booked and actually recorded. So um, you'll find out on Friday who the next guest is, which I'm very excited. So I'm going to debut these every other Friday. I'm going to stick it right now to be on the same podcast platform. So if you're already subscribed, you'll get notifications when the episodes drop. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited. I think this is going to be so much fun. I have been wanting to do this for so long. It's one of my champagne goals. So I'm so excited to get to pop that shit open on Friday. And I just think that weddings are so much fun and there's so much to learn. Even if you are not a bridesmaid or getting married or anything like the juicy stories are so much fun. Everybody's got a fucking opinion. I mean, that's why they made that show for weddings or whatever. Whatever that one was, it's a literal competition show where four people plan their wedding and then they like judge each other's. We love that shit, you know, and I'm so excited to share all these tips and things I've learned because honestly, the whole experience should be fun. And obviously it is stressful, but there's ways to manage. I mean, I would like to see you one up getting robbed in Mexico at a bachelorette party. If you would like to try, I would love to have you on the podcast. But, you know, we deal with these stressors and then we come out on top and I just want to talk about it. I I'm really, really excited to expand the horizon. And the reason that I can do this and the reason I feel so confident in making a second podcast, it's because of all of you. You have supported me. I've had this podcast for three years now. I'm on episode 141. That's fucking wild. And you all just come and do this with me. You listen to me. You support me. You invite me to your wedding. So then I have content. You know, it's it's all the things. And I, you know, I know I've talked about this before, but leaving radio, I just thought I'm fucked. Like my whole dream job is over and it's so not. I get this outlet and now I get to grow on it. And I'm so grateful and appreciative to have such an amazing platform and people who actually fucking listen to this podcast. Like that's so wild when I see numbers. I'm just 
so floored that anybody would take the time out of their day to listen to moi. I just feel so overwhelmed and thankful and I'm really excited for this podcast. So every other Friday, right here on I'm Sorry What, you're gonna get I'm Sorry What Weddings, baby. It's gonna be a great fucking time. I can't wait to share stories and advice. So Ask Ashley is open for your questions for this podcast and for weddings. So if you have a wedding question, hit me up. Um, same, same link, super easy in the bio at Ashley Sleek. Keep asking your advice questions. If you got life, relationship, work, all these things, those questions I'll answer here on I'm Sorry What. And then anything related to weddings, I will answer on I'm Sorry What Weddings. I'm so excited. This is going to be amazing. It's going to be great times. Thank you so much for listening. Can't wait to hear how much you love I'm Sorry What Weddings. Ah, it's going to be amazing. I'm so, I'm so happy I'm on like cloud freaking 12. Thank you so much for listening and supporting me. Like, comment, subscribe, download. Um, if you haven't le left a comment like in, in giving me a review, I would really appreciate it. It will help both podcasts grow. And yeah, I'm thrilled, you guys. I'm sorry about weddings, my bitches. It's going to be amazing. Okay, I love you. Okay, bye.